and welcome back to another edition of the Sports Room. You got Timmy Downs here and our co-host Batesy. Good evening, afternoon, morning, whenever you're listening to it. BD Batesy, as we call him over here. <laughs> I thought it was Touchdown Bates. <clears throat> no, that was last year. Oh, okay. Now you're BD Bates. All right, what's that stand for? Big deal. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, I'll take that. So I got a little observation to make this fresh on my mind since uh, since I just got home here. All right. Uh, driving in from Oakville today, decided to do some grocery shopping on the way home. Mm, good for you. Um, and I got to say, now it's getting darker out, and uh, a lot of drivers probably notice this around Toronto. Uh, by the time I get back into Toronto, it's pitch black, mm. and all like I'm going through Liberty Village, so obviously there's a lot of like kids in there and stuff. People are just diving in and out from like there's cars parked everywhere. There's cars oh, yeah. driving everywhere. Yeah, people, it's bedlam. People d- dodging in and out from behind cars, wearing <laughs> their <laughs> headphones, not looking. Yeah, like there's literally a guy in front of me that just started like narrowly walking across the street with his headphones on. Doesn't look behind him. No, I could have smashed that guy. Liberty Village is crazy. This is, is the crazy. second show in, the, in a row that you've had a driving observation of almost hitting or killing somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's a common denominator. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. You're driving around. You tell me that it's not precarious driving around downtown. Especially Liberty Village is bad. Especially a place like Liberty Village where yeah. there's like it's overpopulated and there's only one road. The, the, the thing I found about Liberty Village is they, they need like pedestrian walk signs. They because, absolutely do. Especially during a TFC game. Um, you could sit at a stop sign for 10 minutes. Yep. Just people are walking, 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 and you just, you're just sitting there. You're just waiting. You do not want to be stuck on East Liberty Street when there's, in the middle of the summer, you got TFC, Jays, a concert, yeah. Jays game. Uh, you're never getting out of there. You'll never get out of there. But Good I thing was... they have almost everything you need just right in Liberty Village. You just have to be surrounded by douchebags. If you live banks. there, yeah. If you yeah. live there, you can just walk wherever you want. Right. For me, it's sort of like I'm on the way home. Metro's right there. I'm just going to swoop in. You and know there's a metro just down the road here. But that's sort of out of the way. A little bit, yeah. But at any rate, yeah, that that's that's fresh on my mind because, you know, like I almost kill someone and then <laughs> and it's, it's on me, right? I'm the driver. I'm supposed to be in control of my vehicle. But Absolutely. As the pedestrian, sure, you're walking around. You could be thinking to yourself, oh, they got a boy trip for me. Like, okay, fine. If I hit you, yeah, I take the blame for that. But you're dead. So you might <laughs> yeah. want to watch out where you're walking. <laughs> Didn't, um, was it the city of Toronto where the Ontario government wanted to put in like a zombie law? Of I, I don't think it went anywhere, but like a law against people walking around with their noses in their phones. Just because it... it it's hard to do that. Y- you're right. It is on the driver, but pedestrians and bikes, they can just fly out of anywhere, any corner, especially when it's dark. It, it can be tough to see people at times. I dated this Mexican, and she said back in Mexico, mm-hmm. it was the other way around. Oh. If, if you're a pedestrian, fault? if you're a pedestrian, you got to be watching out. If you're crossing the street and you get hit, yeah. that's your bad not for watching out. <laughs> Have you ever seen the videos of people like crossing the street in India? And it's just like the cars just move out. Like they just walk. Mm-hmm. And the cars just kind of stop and slow down just ar- around them. Yeah. They just walk. They don't even look. They don't care. They're, but the cars are like, they basically, it's like the great sea like spreading. It was, it's insane. That's ridiculous. It is insane. But at any rate, things are going to get a lot busier. We have, uh, like we were talking about last year, um, things are looking really good for Toronto sports. We got TFC in the second yeah. leg of the playoffs. Argos are going to the Grey Cup. Yeah. Leafs are on a roll, even though they lost last night. They won six in a row. Yeah. Um, Raptors are doing well. They're, they've done four in a row. Mm-hmm. I guess some good teams. The Pelicans. 
Um, the Rockets. The Rockets. Then even even though the Knicks aren't supposed to be good this year, they're playing well and they yeah held them to like eighty six points or something like right. that the other night. Yeah. Yeah, there was some uh, good defensive play to talk about against the Knicks. Yeah. Um, we just got to get the Blue Jays to get their act together. Yeah, that might take a couple years, but we'll yeah. get there. Um. So yeah, let's start off the TFC here. Uh, they're starting their second leg tonight in about an hour and a half. Um, yeah, down in Columbus. After yep. It was what it was like, almost two weeks off because of the international break. Yeah, extremely long break. That's yeah. that really kills momentum. They need to kind of they need to figure that out. Like maybe start this season earlier. Maybe shave a game off or something so that that inter this internet maybe the MLS Cup's done by that international break. So there isn't this you know week and a half, two week long break. It's really like you said, kills momentum for especially bandwagon fans like a TFC diehard. Mm-hmm. They're not going to care about the break, but you know, somebody that's just flicking it on, they're like, oh, cool, like, TFC's in the playoffs. Yeah. You might forget by the time they play their next game. Yeah, two weeks is a long, and that's, I was going to bring up something else that maybe, that's a bit of a complaint, but maybe it's just because I'm, I'm more used to conventional North American sports, mm-hmm. but this whole aggregate score thing in the MLS playoffs, Yeah, I find that very stupid. It's a little confusing. Like, you get more points... An away goal, An away is goal worth more, more than a home. Like yeah. what? I mean, it's it's as far as I understand, it's not even exactly what European football does. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe they don't count. They count away goals as two and home goals as one. But yeah, TFC just they they basically had an even goal differential in the last playoffs. But since they scored more away goals than the other team, they went on. The, yeah. You lose one, you lose one, you win one, but you move on. It doesn't make much sense. I got to talk to someone like a big footy fan from England and see if they can make sense of it for me. All right, let's get one of our footy fans to call us in for the next show. Do you have any relatives over there? <laughs> <laughs> I think my girlfriend's got some relatives in Ireland. Maybe they... Uh, okay. Okay. Maybe, they, maybe okay. they could call in from overseas. All right, that might work out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, priming it up for the Columbus game tonight. Yeah, no Altador, um, no Javinko. No Altador, no Javinko. But they beat Columbus five nothing uh, this without year them. without both of those players. Right. Um, so they're a little yeah. Columbus is a little thinner. Uh, they got a couple like they got Kamara who has eighteen goals. Mm-hmm. Um, Miram who's thirteen. After that, it drops off a lot more. Uh, they got the next three guys are nine, four, and three. Those are the next top three goal scorers. Yeah. Whereas Toronto, you know, you got uh, after Javinko and Altidore, uh, you're looking at Vasquez, Moore, and Ricketts. They all have eight. Yeah. So that's their next three top scorers. Yeah. So yeah, they have a lot more depth there. Yeah, I mean, every everybody that on the radio kind of talking about this game basically just says TFC has some unreal depth. And, you know, they, they can get by with this one game without the their, their two top gunners there. Um, Hopefully. It's just one game. Even if they come out 1-1. One, 1-1 one, 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 or maybe they lose 1-0, one, one <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, they come back to Toronto. They'll have they'll have their full lineup there, healthy mm-hmm. and ready to go. And you'd think in Toronto they'll score a few goals. So. You know what I was just thinking? You know what's really stupid about this aggregate goal thing? You're playing the second game of the championship series. Yeah. And you're up 2 nothing at home. Because the other guy's got, or sorry, you're up to, how would that work out? I'm trying to think of a situation where you need to score more goals to win. Or you're up 2-1, and then the other team scores one, and then it goes into overtime. Yeah. It's something stupid like that. Yeah, yeah. So you can go to penalty kicks or overtime. And then it goes penalty overtime, kicks, even though you're up 2-1. Even though you won the game. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, well, that's, they got to figure that out. Didn't like, that happen last year against Montreal? Maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know. Anyways, that but, was, yeah. Look, you know what? I had a lot of fun watching the MLS Cup last year, so, you know, mm-hmm. hoping that the TFC can get back there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a fun game to watch. Kind of the first time I was interested in in them, to mm-hmm. be honest. So um, maybe an MLS Cup win or another appearance will, you know, get more guys on the bandwagon there. Maybe. Yeah. I was uh, checking out, kind of curious, because I haven't always been the biggest uh, Reds fan. Um, so I wanted to sort of check out their rise to fame, how... You know, they went from never winning. Yep. There was a long stretch where they just couldn't win. Long time. And now they're, you know, potentially going back to the finals two years in a row. Yep. So I found this interesting. Made me think a little bit about the uh, the whole money ball thing. Um, so TFC, their total salary, their team salary is at 22 mil. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's low, eh? No. Well, I mean, in terms of other North American sports. Yeah, in terms of other yeah. North American sports. So the Newark Red Bulls, who we just beat, mm. their total team salary is 6.8. 6.8 million? 6.8. Columbus is at 6.9. The league average is 9.1. Wow. So they're more than double the league average. They're more than double the league average. Yeah. They're that's just, not Moneyball. <laughs> that's spent, the opposite of Moneyball. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> they just spent... They're, they're Yankeeing it. Yeah. Um, and that really made me think... That's them tossing a bunch of MLSE dollars at it. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe, what I'm thinking is, the Toronto Maple Leafs are buying the Reds a championship here. Okay. Because that's MLSE money they're using. And they get most of the money from the Leafs. Yeah. Yeah. But what do the Leafs get out of it? Nothing. Oh. MLSE gets everything out of it. Right, yeah. The Maple Leafs make all the money. They pack that stadium every game. I don't know how many home games they have. It's something like 20 or 25 in a season. They have to be making more. Like, they're they're turning a profit on TFC even. They're spending $22 million on the It's kind of crazy that that league is that small. It is. There's a lot of teams in there, too, now. There's one team, the worst team in the league. I forget which one it was, but... Their, their total team budget was under a mil. Wow. <laughs> That's insane. That's like CFL money. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm surprised it's that low. Like, the next the next highest uh, team salary after TFC... So, TFC is at 22. The next highest was 17. Wow. Yeah, TFC just... Who's that? That's at 17. I'd have to double check here. No, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I don't even know what to search it. Yeah, whatever. Speaking of CFL money, though... Oh, good segue. Argos in the Grey Cup up in Ottawa on Sunday. Yep. First time since 2012. Yeah. That was actually a really fun game. I I didn't catch it until the fourth quarter. I was kind of following along on my phone. Uh, Argos had a big lead and then basically wasted it away in the fourth. And Ricky Ray led, you know, just a scoring drive. They were down three points. Mm -hmm. Scored a touchdown with 30 seconds left. It It was a lot of fun. Man, and BMO Field was loud. Like, you, I don't know I don't know if the way they had this camera set up that they were just yeah. trying to pick up uh, <laughs> the audience, but it was, you could tell it was really loud in there on the TV. No, that's it's so much better there. Like, they can actually fill it instead, yeah. like, aside from the Sky Dome, which they couldn't fill during the Grey Cup. Yeah. yeah. I saw, I saw um, attendance stats on the CFL this year, and the Argos were at about 50% capacity with about 13,000 average fans. Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, I wonder if... I mean, they they won the Grey Cup a few years ago. 2012. Yeah, right? when they were still playing out of the Rogers Center. It was in the Rogers Center. Yeah, and it was, and the yeah. Grey Cup was actually in the Rogers Center. 
Um, I want. I wonder if we'll see an uptick in attendance there next year. I know we we've been talking about going to a game. We didn't end up being able to get to one this year, uh, but I am interested in going. And yeah, I'd go. But having just, I I wonder if this Grey Cup appearance will make more people like us pull the trigger on going, and you know supporting them because it is a fun game to be honest with you. Well, you just kind of kind of get into it and make you, yourself believe you want them to win, and then you kind of actually want them to win. You'd have to go. Uh... Go back to 2012, see what their see what their attendance was, and then go to 2013 after they won and see what that attendance was. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. No, I don't. I don't think you'll be able to know until next at the end of next year, just because people didn't want to go to the Rogers Center to watch a football game because it was stupid. Yeah, I mean, people should want to go tailgate at BMO and yeah, you know outside. watch a game outside. It's a great yeah. venue, uh, and and it's it's really set up for both footballs. You know, really, it, it's a it is a great great field for them to be playing out of. They used to play baseball there. At BMO Field? Yeah. What? How? Blue Jays used to play there. No, they played at the Exhibition Stadium. Same thing. It's not there anymore, though, I don't think. They just made it into BMO. Oh. Well, they had tore it down. Baseball stadiums are a lot different dimensions than those, soccer stadiums. Those seats that you sat on for the Leaf game? Yeah. Those original seats. Those used, Those were there back in the day. What what seats we yeah. sat on? You said you sat on benches. Were you on the benches or were you in seats? Oh, when we were at the outdoor game. Yeah. They, they were just metal stands. Metal bleachers? Yeah. Yeah, I think those are like what they used to sit on during no, the No, no, they, they were just rented from some company, I think. Mm-hmm. We'll have to uh, inquire about that. <laughs> Send an email to uh, MLSC PR and ask them about... What, what standings they were using for yeah. the Centennial Classic. Yeah, where'd you get your stands? That was a fun game yeah, last year, actually. It was it was like, I think it was like 8 degrees, so I kind of thought, oh, it's going to be kind of warm. Pff, 8 degrees is not warm. And it was freezing. I think <laughs> I just wore a sweater and my jersey, no gloves, no hat. Mm-hmm. I was just dying. I got up to 12 today. And it felt warm. That's what I was thinking. But then it, the sun starts going down, you know, creeps down to like 6 degrees, and I was just dying. Today, I went outside for lunch, and I was like, hmm, maybe I can get a couple of golf swings in. <laughs> uh, how are we doing for time? Should we hit up, uh, do up some skills competition? Yeah, let's do that. All righty. Uh, I think you're winning now, no? I think so. Yeah, I think you got me last time. We, we do these shows so infrequently, I don't remember the you score. You don't keep the score? You used to keep the score. I used to. Mm. I'm not using the same book anymore, though. Mm. Well, I think you're up 3-1. All right. I'll take it. All right. Uh, okay, I'll go first then, since I'm winning. How many goals did Austin Matthews score in his first 100 games in the NHL? 56. 52. Ah. That's pretty crazy. So that's that's over half a goal a game, mm-hmm. which lines him up perfectly to just... He's he's a forty goal scorer. But you get at fifty. Yeah, I know, and but I, it, it really looks like he's just he's consistently just going to be forty goals year in year out. Yeah, you see his, you know, like his accuracy, the velocity on his shot. He just knows where to put it every time. I yeah, he's going to score a ton of goals in this league, and they're going to be from all over the ice. Oh, Batesy. That's a radio faux pas. Mm. Not turning your uh, ringer off. It's only catch. Hey, catch, we'll see you on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. Um, Giovinco obviously led the TFC this year with 16 goals. Mm-hmm. Second place is Altidore. How many did he have? Altidore? Mm-hmm. Javinko had 16. Mm-hmm. Altidore had 14. 15. Damn it. All right. Um, what's Frederick Anderson's lowest save percentage in his season so far in his career? It's his worst? Yeah. Like over an entire year? Yeah, of course. Not one game. He's had some, like, what, 0% save percentages this year? <laughs> um, I'm going to say 902. No, 914. Oh. He's, you know, really just been what he is. He's he's a, he's, he's a streaky goalie, but at the end of the year, he's, you know, average to a little bit above average, you yeah. know. Over the over the course of a whole year, that's just what he is, which yeah. is which is okay. You know, he's only getting paid $5 million, and in the grand scheme of things, that's not a whole lot of money. Yeah, we'll win a cup with him. Yeah. That's all we need. I think he could win a cup, especially yeah. since he is able to get streaky. And you only need 14 wins to win the Stanley Cup, Let's right? get a little more consistency wins. in front of him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 2016 Grey Cup MVP. Whom was it? <laughs> was it... Um, was it uh, Getzlaff? No. Oh. I don't know. That was... Oh, uh, was it uh, Henry, Henry Burris? Yeah, I'd get... Do I get the second guess? Uh, get a half a point. Half point? No, I'll just take zero. That's fine. But for the record, I got it right after a second guess. Yeah. Um, what's the name of the Toronto Argonauts general manager? Oh, Jim Pop. There you go. That was a layout for you. I think he goes on overdrive with Constantly. the guys every day. Constantly. Yeah. They did, a, they did a good job really pumping their tires this year, actually. I'll give that to the overdrive guys. Um, how many great cups have the Argos won in franchise history? 12? 16. Wow. All right. 3-2. Way to come back, Timmy. All right. Speaking about coming back, we're going to do that in a couple minutes. <laughs> it's going to take a little breaksy here and reset. <laughs> snoozer um it's always fun to be in the acc it's a good environment um except for when you had to move because of that large individual <laughs> i forgot about that that guy was massive so i don't know about you maybe you guys can chime in online yeah the large people maybe should buy two seats like on an airline yeah but the armrest doesn't go up well, yeah, they'd have to have big ones for big people. <laughs> so let me let I, I me feel explain. like that'd be like some pretty heavy discrimination. I don't know if that would fly. So, well, yeah, yes and no. So let me explain the situation for our viewers or listeners out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so me and Batesy were sitting up in the purples at the Leafs game. And uh, the seats are really close together so they can get as many seats as they can in there. We both had a seat next to us that was empty, uh, which was good for comfort reasons. And about halfway through the game, um, well, yeah, we were we got pretty lucky. Two periods in, yeah, we had four seats, and we were just sitting in the middle too. That was pretty nice for two periods. That was very nice, but it all got ruined when a very hefty man uh, sauntered, and we were like a good seventeen four, uh, seventeen rows up, 
So by the time this guy got up there, he was pretty sweaty. And uh, <laughs> he sits down beside me, and he's taking up a lot of my seat. Like, I'm starting to lean over, like, laying over Batesy. I feel like Santa Claus. And I'm hanging over Batesy here because this guy's just leaning all over me. And apparently he was sucking in because as the game went on, he kept on expanding outwards. Maybe, maybe that was because he was, like, eating and drinking, and it was just, like... Getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, yeah, and he, like I said, he was we shouldn't make and we shouldn't make fun, but that was uncomfortable. That was very uncomfortable. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. all right, that guy wants to be fat and do whatever he wants to do, fine. But yeah, like it doesn't matter where he's sitting or who he's sitting beside. He's gonna go somewhere, and that's what it's gonna be like every time he goes somewhere. Yeah, anytime he goes to a sporting event or a concert or anything, if he's sitting down beside someone, they're gonna be uncomfortable. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's just an unfortunate reality, but we ended up making the best of a bad situation. Yeah, we did. We were scoping out the golds that were in our eye view and picked out two seats that hadn't been uh, occupied in a while, Well, I sauntered the- on down there, plopped down into the comfy golds, and were promptly kicked out. <laughs> well, we just moved a couple of rows up. <laughs> well, the, the, the people that hadn't been there in two periods show up for the third. Yeah. And then we just moved up five, six rows and got to watch the third period and Willie Nylander's goal. Well, Low after key. that guy sat down, I, I stopped watching the game and started watching seats. <laughs> <laughs> I had to find the empty seats. <laughs> but uh, that was right in the middle of a good Leafs win streak. Uh, they, uh, that was their fifth in a row and then they made it a six against Ottawa or against Montreal. Yeah. Um, awesome win streak after that bad road trip. Uh, yeah, it was, the- it was much needed to kind of get themselves back into the, you know, the elite company in terms of points. Well, they got four, the four points away from Tampa. Yeah. Uh, that was good to see. Uh, it was good to see Freddie Anderson steal a couple of games for us. I mean, he's Mr. November, right? Yeah. He's not Mr. October. Mm-hmm. We know that. Uh, but this is the second straight year that he's bounced, turned into a dominant force in the in, in the NHL in November. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, they need to start, like, playing him in games in September, so October he's yeah. ready to go. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, tell, next year, in the summer, you say, Freddie, when do you usually start working out for yeah. the year? Oh, uh, August. All right, well, you're starting in June this year. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, come to camp, you better come to camp ready because, I mean, Leafs, Leafs could have been undefeated in October because they really haven't played good hockey since he started playing well. No. They're, they've they've slipped from being elite in terms of uh, shot suppression, shot generation, uh, scoring chance generation. Uh, to They've slipped from being, you know, in the top five of the league and all those, maybe, maybe other than shot suppression, but... They're, they're now just middle of the pack in everything in terms of possession, scoring chances, so on and so forth. And they they really look it, too, you know? I kind of want to lean towards giving them a little bit of a break because they have been on a really tough uh, stretch here. They've been playing a lot of hockey. Yeah, but, you know, they, they were dominated for two periods by Montreal, then scored two goals, and you could just tell Montreal gave up. Yeah. And then the Leafs walked all over them in the third. They were actually able to come back in terms of the the advanced metrics in that game to win that battle. Uh, but then against Phoenix, the worst team in the NHL, they they start the they start the first period, the first ten minutes, getting outshot zero to six. Nobody and showed up for that, including Matthews. And he he had a bad. That, 
I was saying to our buddies last night, that was the first game in, in 100 that, you know, you could say Matthews had a bad game. He must have had, a, like, five or six giveaways there. Yeah. Yeah, I and I haven't... I've watched probably most of that 100, and I've never seen him have a bad game. Or see him try to do end-to-enders, try to skate through people. He tried to skate through the whole team. I know. Almost got him killed by Domi. Yeah. No, that... But that's a kind of expected. I think even on the broadcast yesterday... Um, you know, they mentioned sometimes the second game back is uh, is a bit harder than the first just because you got a lot of adrenaline going in the first game. So, I mean, it's Matthews. He's going to bounce back, right? Mm. That, oh, yeah. I'm not worried about Matthews. I'm, I'm more worried about everything else that's going on in terms of they've they've all of a sudden become a, you know, a poor to middling possession team. Well, the biggest thing I can see is they got to adjust to the neutral zone, the breakout. They're just... Their breakout's awful. They're Their defense to, just flip it into the neutral zone. They're trying to do the stretch pass, but all the forwards are up in the neutral zone. And then if you're playing Arizona or Ottawa or whoever, and they're going to trap it, you're just, yeah, there's going to be eight eight people in the middle of the ice. Yeah. And, like, you're not going to be able to do anything with that. We saw that We saw that in the Ottawa game. Mm-hmm. They just lined four guys up against their blue line. That and happened. our defensemen were just happy to throw it out of our end, the Leafs' end, and right, right to them at the Ottawa's blue line. And it happened last night. It just kept them coming back in her end. I mean, they they got they were sunk a little bit by either a good power play by Arizona or uh, a bad penalty kill by Toronto. I, to be honest, it's tough to tell in just one game. Yeah, they dominated even strength though, the Leafs last night. It was fine. It was good to see them finally actually dominate a game, but they didn't generate anything dangerous, and they gave up two goals on on the penalty kill and it sunk them. Yeah, well, like that Ekman Larson shot. That was a good screenshot. Yeah. Freddie didn't even see it that. It looked like uh, uh, Riley did a little like foot kick. I was I was wondering if it just nipped off his skate or something like that. But maybe I didn't. Wait, Fred. I thought Freddie had a calm game last night. He, I thought he looked good. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the goalie interference. Last right. night. Right. So yeah, and I, that's the second time a. Leafs goal has been called back by goalie interference this year. Yeah, I don't like how it's uh, it's it's very gray area. It's all right. That was a goal, and then they go and review it and say, "Oh, that's not a goal." Yeah. Um, it's yeah. It's really hard to tell. Like, at, in the moment when I was looking at it, uh, right away I thought, "Okay, he got back into position." It like, looked like he had time to set himself up, but it also looked like Hyman was pushed into the goalie. Yeah, it looked like I was pushed into the goalie. I mean, at the end of the day, if the goalie isn't afforded the opportunity to be in position and to make an effort to save it, then it shouldn't be a goal. Right. Um, unless he is pushed into it. Um, but yeah, as, as my my initial reaction to that was he was he had just enough time to get in position because he was square to Matthews. He was square. He just wasn't probably out in his crease enough, but... Yeah, but then I heard, you know, a couple different goalies on the radio today say, oh, yeah, but if that was me, then I wouldn't have enough time to make my way across the ice as I'd want to. Maybe I'd want to get out a little further, play the angle a little bit more. Um, I guess every every second does matter. Sure, um, but every every time a goal, a goal is scored against a goalie, he's going to say, I should have done X. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, Ranta was pushed into the net by Hyman's stick. Matthews had enough time to skate around the net after that, come out to the top of the slot, and shoot. I mean, this this is a NHL player we're talking about here in Ranta. He he had enough time to get in the position that he thought he needed to be for 
the chance. That's yeah. When you do look at it, he is. There's no one in front of him. He's square to Matthews. It looks like he's in position to make the save. Yeah. And I hate how it kills momentum like that. I mean, that's a huge play. Lots of emotion. The entire building's lit. And then it's, oh, no, no, no. We have to look at something that happened two seconds ago. See, my, my problem with the rule here is, do you, I don't know if you remember the last time. It was when um, Marner, Marner had scored. And he, he actually waited. Oh, I he do remember that. He waited for Quick to get back Quick into position. Quick got right out, yeah. And so the problem here is, is there's no clear rule on actually how many seconds need to go by. Right. So what, what the NHL needs to do is either make that clear... Or if there's goalie interference, just call the play dead. Right. And then then there's there's no chance of this happening. Exactly. So, yeah, like you said, how long do you wait until, like, do you have to clear the blue line? Do you have to skate back in? <laughs> like, <laughs> like when you're playing pickup basketball? Like, yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's stupid. Like, well, yeah, now that I remember the Marner example, he, he actually stick-handled around for yeah, a bit. he waited. I don't know how he long pur- you have to wait. Purposely, no, no one does. And it's, it's, it's so common with the NHL and their rules and the way they govern themselves and call their own rules is that no one really knows the answer to anything. No. What's interference? The refs don't know. No. We, no one knows anything, really. For the right? refs, it's like uh, it's like a gut decision. It's right. Like <laughs> and we, we get on the refs for making bad calls and at the wrong times or not making calls. It's a tough But job. really, I wouldn't be surprised if, if the NHL gave them clear directions if these guys would be able to do a flawless job. Because I, I can't put any faith in the NHL doing anything correctly. No, I mean, why would you? They've done a terrible job so far. Um, the rules are all over the place. They're changing them all the time. Um, and, yeah, they're really hard to follow. Like, why can't it be a definitive, this is this is a goal, this is not a goal. Right. This is goalie interference, this is not goalie interference. It's five seconds for the goalie to reset, or if a goalie's interfered with, the play's called dead. That exact thing could happen. And in another game, it could happen tonight and be called a oh, goal. Oh, yeah, 100%. And... And it's Toronto here, the NHL office here in Toronto, that makes the ultimate call. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you're right. They, they flip-flop on... We see things that are worse the next night that don't get called and yeah. get, call, get don't get called back. So it, it's it's frustrating to be a fan of this league. I, I've said it time and time again. It's the worst, worst of the big four in North America and worst of the five if you're going to include the MLS. But How what can you do? How gutty would it be... Let me ask you this. You're you're a coach in the NHL. I am? Game seven, yep. Game seven, uh, Stanley Cup final, OT, you get scored on. It's OT, you get scored on, game's over. You look down at your little TV. Offside. I think think the skate hit my goalie. Are you going uh, challenge, guy? Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or the guy's skate was a little off the blue line coming in onside. Yeah, are you throwing the challenge flag there? These guys already have the cup in are their you... hands. Babcock's just sitting on the bench looking at his stupid little iPad. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I, I would I would love for that to happen so that, the NF, so that the NHL just has pie in their face. That's so and bad for the game. It's so bad, but I'd love for it to happen because... The NHL needs a serious leadership change. Well, that's basically what happened. Well, not basically. I mean, that's far away. But that's, like, in the same vein of, like, last night. Big comeback, goal. Because right. um, you know the Leafs would have won. They would have gone OT. They would have won. Three on three, the Leafs against Arizona. Yeah. 100% they're going to win. Yeah. Like, that's almost a guarantee. But the, I, 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 I do want to say, the Leafs didn't lose last night because of that bad 
Or good well, call. No, they got they, themselves in that position. They played a poor game. Yeah, they should have won six nothing. Absolutely. They 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 shot themselves in the foot by coming out of the gate really weak, have, get, getting a penalty in the first ten minutes, and they got scored on. Mm-hmm. Like I mean that that was it. Ranta had a good game, but they really didn't generate that much dangerous, that many dangerous opportunities. Well, hopefully they uh, have a big bounce back here. We got a game tomorrow, game Friday, game Saturday. Lots of um, hockey this Lots week. of hockey going on, so hopefully they can get it together and uh, show up the next few nights. That's another puzzler about about them at the NHL there. The schedule this year seems to be all over the place. Very yeah. lots. Like Le- three Leafs tonight. played two games last week, four games this week. Mm-hmm. By, oh. by my understanding, the ACC wasn't that full this week, or last week. You know, what, why does it have to be like that? I don't know. No one knows. No one knows. Well, you got anything else you want to talk about there? Big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I I, just, I wanted to kind of poke fun at the Oilers there and their media out in Edmonton. I don't know if you've been following along out there, but um, their their local mitten stringers are already uh, already getting on McDavid's case. Come on. Yeah, they're they're saying that he's poor defensively some nights and that he's just not having that great of a year this year, and that's why they're losing. Um, Apparently, Oilers are looking to add a defenseman again, and it's just... Of course they are. Torelli's just made a complete mess of that. I, I, I think we've said it before on the show, but really feel bad for Connor McDavid and, uh, you know, the situation that he's he's put himself... Not put himself in, but that he's in. and That does... I mean, No, yeah. That is... We do feel really bad for McDavid because they're most likely going to have to go get a new GM and sort of rebuild. And they're going to have to do another rebuild. They're going to have to make up for the Lucic contract and... The Russell contract. You know, they're going to have to do a bit Trading of Trading away Taylor there. Hall, Jordan Everly. Yeah. So that's going to be... That's going to be a mess. But um, when you do sign the big contract and you are the man, the blame's going to fall on your shoulders. That's what people are going to do. Right. Right. Um, that's what Carey Price is going through right now, again. And he'll always go through that in Montreal. Yeah, but he's actually been bad this year. That's McDavid's on pace to have a better year than he did last year, right. which is insane. So you can actually point to Carey Price to to say he's had a bad year this year and that's why they're losing some games. You can't actually, with a straight face, point to McDavid and say that's why they're losing games. It's because if he doesn't score, they lose. But they can't be as bad as Montreal fans. It's not the fans. It's the media out in, in, in Edmonton. All right. Well, I want to play this little Habs clip. All right. Um, and what, what, before you, while you're getting that ready, you wanted to um, bring up Babcock and his demeanor the last couple of days. I don't know if you've noticed. A couple of days ago, he, he goes on. The media was asking him about... Why uh, why isn't he going back to Marner Matthews for the game yesterday? And he basically says, I'm the coach. I get When you're the coach, you get to do what you want. Mm-hmm. And then comes out last night and says he, he, he blames the young players for the loss last night, which I don't, I, I guess it's not completely uh, unwarranted, but this team, like I, I was saying before, they haven't been very good in a, few weeks in terms of the way they they handle the game and they're really just winning on the back of Freddie Anderson not allowing any goals you know they're they're not outplaying teams they're at at best they're just matching what the other team is doing 
and you know they're getting some lucky goals and and some really good goaltending. So there's there's some there's something wrong fundamentally with how the Leafs are playing. So I not 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 a huge fan of how Babcock's been kind of handling that and the way he's talking to the media. He really just sounds like an egotistical maniac. Well, that's coaches for you though. I mean, he just he he just seems like an outright douchebag the last the last this year. To be honest, most coaches are. I guess. I mean, Carlisle was, Ron Wilson was, but I can't really think of any coach that was always, "Hey, how you guys doing?" <laughs> you know, like yeah. Paul Maurice was always like said to be a jackass when he was here. I I just I remember being very fond of Babcock when he was in Detroit because that's because you weren't watching him. Every right, day. I wasn't watching <laughs> him every day and watching every press, you know, clipping of him. But I remember him being very. He would take a lot of the blame for a bad game, saying, I didn't prepare our team. Well, that's and what I he was doing like, last year. And yeah. he did that last year, and he did that the year before, and I don't think he's done that this year, and maybe that comes with increased expectations from him, but I think he's doing something wrong as well. The, this team, we saw them dominate games. The it first. could be frustrating. I mean, he's obviously frustrated that he doesn't have who he wants on defense. Sure, but, I mean, don't be a baby about it. Like, th- this team was absolutely dominating teams the first six, seven games of the year in terms of puck possession. And they were just close because of some bad goaltending. And then he's obviously made some some changes to the way they play the game that's really made it more boring. And they're winning, which is nice, but they're not playing well, again, the same volley every team. coach. If, 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 a, if a team starts out winning every game 7-5, the coach is going to strangle that. Right, but they, they weren't... They could have won 7 nothing or 7-1 if not for some bad goaltending is what I'm saying. Right. Why wouldn't you want to score seven goals or have the chance to score seven goals when it looks like they're just putting themselves into position right now to only score three? Uh, it just seems like every coach would rather have a 2 nothing win than a 7-2 win, you know? <laughs> 100%. And it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. Just control and play in your zone. But anyways... You got that clip ready? Let's listen to some classic Montreal Canadian fans. Where virtual reality oh, there's a commercial first. Real reality oh, that's a great commercial. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, that's actually a really good commercial. Are we going to get in trouble for playing this, uh, this ad? No, they should pay us for this. They should. <laughs> this is some uh, valuable ad, ad space. Yeah, they're going to get a good 15 listens. <laughs> All right, well, I'll go to the Hockey Hall of Fame this year, and we'll get that sorted out. After that 6 nothing loss to the Leafs Saturday night, Canadian fans weren't very happy. I'm so angry. I hate the Toronto Maple Leafs. The New York Yankees and the Toronto Maple Leafs are two franchises that when I see people walking down the street with that gear on, I go over and knock it off their head. <laughs> hate this team. And after the last loss, we come in, and these Idiot! Leaf fans are, are taking over our, our house. Oh, I'm so angry. <laughs> 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 like, call the cops, bud. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. I love it. That makes me so happy that people have that reaction. Let's, like, just get so many more Leafs fans over there. <laughs> I see them walking that gear. I want to smack it off them. <laughs> Oh, oh that's cow. I don't think I'm that angry about any sports franchise. <laughs> no, everybody else is just irrelevant. Like, you yeah. like your team? Who cares? Yeah, like, I hate the Habs, but... I hate them while I play them, but I don't think about them after. <laughs> I don't want to go fight people wearing Habs stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, fantastic. what a Yahoo. 
Um, what do you want to do? You want to talk about the wraps after a quick break here? Uh, yeah, we could we could discuss the wraps for a wee bit. All right, cool. Sounds good. Welcome back to the third segment of today's sports room. The third twenty minutes, maybe the best twenty minutes. Let's make this a solid nine minutes. Where you got somewhere to be? Yeah, squash. It's at eight ten. Squishy squash. All right. Um, so yeah, let's jump into one of our new favorite, favorite segments, the top five. Uh, so we just do top five lists. Today we are doing the top five most annoying athletes. Inspired by the balls. Inspired by the ball family. So I'll start off with them. Um, obviously. All of them together? Yeah. All right. The whole bunch of them. I do love, I do love that he pissed Donald Trump off. That's pretty fantastic. Well, he pisses everyone off. I'm so, like, they're gonna piss each other off because they're like the same person. <laughs> Anyone that pisses Donald Trump off, though, is good in my books. Fair. Yeah. But yeah, there's obviously the dad's. But what's been, wrong with Lonzo? Lonzo's yeah. He's Lonzo, doing his own thing. Lonzo is a player. With a weird shot in He's the, a good player. He's not that annoying, just by affiliation. Like, if that was my dad, I'd be telling him to hit the bricks. Yeah, it's just LeVar, really. And I mean, I don't well, know the other kid's name. Yeah, the kid that stole the shoes in the China. Guy got, the guy got arrested in China, and like he's not Who even the NBA, that? and he has his own shoe line out. <laughs> he's getting suspended for the whole year from UCLA. Probably. Yeah. He got arrested. Yeah, that's brutal. It's an international incident. I, I'm pretty sure he's draft eligible next year, so he might either have to play another year, or he'll... Probably plummet down. Wasn't the, the youngest one taken out of school? Yeah, he's in high school. He was playing high school ball, and I think uh, good old La- Lavar took him out of the took him out of school or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Stuff, anyways, they, they should have their own Keeping Up with the Kardashian show. I'm sure Lavar would love that. Um, I don't know if this came this came out a couple weeks ago, but Kyrie Irving's a flat earther. Oh god! <laughs> oh my god! I don't know. I I don't know if uh, if you've ever like gone down the rabbit hole of the YouTube videos or the like memes that these guys post on Facebook, but flat earthers are something else. So I'm putting him. He's number five, and that's just number five, being a flat earther for me. Well, the theory on that is because it's all these basketball guys saying this, right? Right. Theory is it's it's uh, promotion or they're trying to do this for a new Space Jam movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that'd be kind of cool. That's what I heard. All right. Because it's all NBA's NBA guys, and they all sound ridiculous. Yeah. Like here's Shaquille O'Neal talking about it. And he's like, "I'm driving across the country. I'm driving straight. I'm not going around a circle or anything." <laughs> I'm like, "He's not that dumb. <laughs> he's not that dumb." I mean, he could be. Who knows? Yeah. No. All right. If it's actually turns out to be a Space Jam movie, I'll take Kyrie Irving off the list, and I'll tweet at him. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, next up, uh, always first comes to mind for me is Sean Avery. Oh, good one. Yeah. Who, That's a good one. Everyone hates that guy. He came out with a book recently. I actually wouldn't mind reading it, because it'd just be, like, interesting to kind of get in the mind of a Yahoo like that. Yeah, maybe if you're, like, studying sociology or something. Yeah, maybe <laughs> the next Mindhunter season they'll, yeah. cover, <laughs> they'll yeah. cover Sean Avery. 
for me, Tyler Bozak. He just pisses what? me off. <laughs> he just pisses me off. Like he he's sucks. Not a dick or anything. I know, but he just sucks. Like he's been here too long. I, I really don't like him. Just annoying you because he's still here. Yeah. All right. I guess I'll accept that. Like he, he's just everything dies on a stick. He's been really bad this year. Yeah, it's weird how he's, like, having a bad year on a contract year. He's going to get paid a million bucks next year. He's going to be one of those guys. Maybe that's his deal. He doesn't want to live Toronto, so he'll be like, it's all right, guys. I'll take a mil. <laughs> Just having him playing hockey right now is hurting the team. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that one. Thanks, buddy. Uh, next up, guy you love to hate, Brad Marchand. Yeah, I'd take him um, on my team in a second, though. Yeah, that's the thing. He's really good, so you'd want him. But... He is such an annoying little shit. Yeah, he, he makes is. really dirty plays, and he doesn't back it up unless it's a guy his own size or smaller. Yeah. If you're a little bigger than him, he's not going to fight you. No chance. Not a chance. Um, Roughned Odour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's the guy that punched Batista, right? Yeah, he yeah. is. Yeah, he's, uh, he, he really gets me going. Good. Batista, yeah. too, gets him going. <laughs> um... Pat Perez. Is that the big fat guy golfer? That's the big fat guy golfer who had like 20 below mediocre years on the PGA. Found his, He's in his 40s now. Found his swing. Won a few tournaments. Like, good for him. Why he, does he piss you off? Uh, because now he's cocky as hell. Now all of a sudden, you know, he has a good year. And now he's like making fun of Tiger. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he was talking crap about Tiger on the radio. And he's just been cocky as hell, um, walking around and talking to people, going on interviews, like interviewing everywhere, like thinking now he's this big star on the PGA Tour. It's yeah. Like, man, like, did you forget about where you came from for so long? Yeah. You were garbage for the longest time. You're playing on the Q So you're having a good Q year. School. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do next year? Shit the bed again? Who knows? Brutal. Yeah, he's got to figure it out. Um, side note, pumped for Tiger. Tigger. Yeah, man. I am excited, actually. We'll have a Tigger hour next week. Yeah. <laughs> um, R.I.P., but Jordano Ventura. That guy pissed me off so much. Kansas Kansas Royal, Kansas City Royals pitcher. You remember him? He'd just like, throw at anybody who pissed him off. He'd get oh, thrown right. out of all games. He's dead now. Yeah. But um, So rest in peace. But <laughs> that guy sucked, man. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> Why? He sucked. He pissed me off. Um, all right. I don't even know who that is. Um, my last one is Floyd Mayweather. Okay, yeah. Because he's, he hits women and he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> that goes without saying. Uh, Jason Kidd's punchable face. No, nope, he true. Always piss, he pissed me off when he was a coach for, uh, Brooklyn when they beat, when they beat the Raps in the playoffs that one year. No, when he was a player, and, I always used to want to punch him, man. Yeah, really punchable face. Mm-hmm. Um, just stupid looking. Yeah. Not a big fan of his. Uh, but... Good segue again. That's two good segues. I don't think we ever had a good segue until this show. Well, you're ruining it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Raps are on a roll. Yep. Another good start to the season. Uh, Beating some impressive teams. Um, Looking real good out there. Uh, OG, their rookie there, he's looking real good. Uh, Very good defensively. Uh, He's been looking real good defensively. As well as um, Pascal Siakam. Yeah. He's really took his game up a notch. And, uh, yeah, it's really good to see these guys step up and play some good basketball. Uh, even JV, who, like, at the beginning of the year, I was saying, let's find this guy a new home. 
yeah. don't really see him being on the Raptors long term. But uh, he had a he had a good start. Yeah, I mean, w- weren't we just kind of ripping on the Raptors drafting record a couple weeks we ago? We were, yeah. And um, OG and Pascal Siakam are their last two picks mm-hmm. in the first round, both in the twenties. Now playing real minutes with the big club. That's, I mean, the um, the other guy I forget his name now. Who? The the Brazilian kid or, you know what I'm talking about, the one they took the the guy who was two years away from being two years away, and you know doesn't look like he's ever gonna make it work. That kind of got us looking into their draft record there, and uh, but no yeah they're they're drafting the last couple years looks really good. We got two, you know two serviceable NBAers that are having you know themselves a good season, and you got to give Dwayne Casey some credit. He actually is. Attempting, still attempting through sixteen games, to change the way they they play. They they still don't look like the Golden State Warriors, and they never will. But you know they, they look a little slow passing the ball around a little bit. But I mean they're they're fifth in three point uh, attempts in the league, yep. which is that's a big big difference from uh, the last few years. They are only twenty third in three point percentage though. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they need to get a little bit better there. Um, they don't have like CJ Miles has been doing good, yeah. but they don't have three pointers. Like, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Serge Ibaka can hit the three. Um, Powell can a little bit. Dylan Wright a little bit. Lowry a little bit. But you're right. They don't really have anybody that's like guaranteed to shoot more than forty percent, other than CJ Miles. Um, so. It's nicer taking more threes because, you know, it's, it's resulted in them being fifth in the league in, in points per game. Yeah. Which is great, but, you know, you're only 23rd in percentage, so should you be t- taking the fifth most three-pointers? Who am I to say, you know, they're 11-5, so yeah, who knows? Yeah, we'll have to see how the season goes. I mean, the curious thing, obviously, is if um, Dwayne Casey will stick with it. Like, if they go on a losing skid, is he going to revert back to ISO? Yeah, and I mean he's already done it a couple games. You know the 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 Celtics game, he reverted yep. to an ISO play right at the end. Yep. Um, you know, and you could argue it lost them the game. Probably not the last play of the game lost them that game. They just their whole play. You know, Boston was out was was without Kyrie Irving that game. They should have just they probably should have won by fifteen points, not come down to a last shot. But just yeah. watching, yeah. Side note there, just watching how things are panning out. Um, we might actually see a bit of a change this year with the NBA Finals. It might be Golden State-Boston instead of Golden State-Cleveland. Right. Yeah, I was looking at the um, the conference standings for the East, and it's um, pretty interesting. Like, there's a couple couple teams in there that you wouldn't have thought. You know, the Pistons, um, New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Philly was rumored, not rumored, but people kept thinking they're going to finally take a step. Um, you know, they're, they're sitting there in seventh, a couple, couple teams that you wouldn't think, you know, that would miss the playoffs are sitting out though right now, you know, Milwaukee with the Greek freak, uh, that, that's really it. I mean, the East is kind of a tire fire, but no, just the way like Cleveland obviously isn't the same without Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving. They also haven't had Isaiah Thomas play yet. Is that, yeah, yeah, Thomas hasn't played yet. Dwayne Wade hasn't worked out there. Um, no, he he looks like he's falling off a cliff. Yeah, he's old. 
He, yeah, he is old. Um, still got a lot of three and a half Schmil for this year, I think. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Boston has a great team there, uh, and they still have a bunch of first round draft picks. They have picks and prospects they can trade to bolster this roster even more to go on a on a run this year. Yeah, they're they're a little scary there um, in terms for the Raps, just because you well, know the Raps are screwed. It looks like looks like Cleveland's finally taken a little bit of a step back, and. You know, this might have been the year that the Raps could have won the East and maybe got finally to a final. And now it's just looking like Boston's taking the mantle of, you know, you can't beat them. If you're the Raptors, you're pretty much looking at this as we are what we are. And, like, are we ever going to tank? Are we going to get better? I don't know. It just looks like, all right, LeBron leaves Cleveland at the end of this year, goes to the West. All right, now Now you're solidly the second-best team. Boston's the team. Yeah. But, but they're so much them. better than you. Right. And Philly's on. Look, Philly's going to be great. They have a ton of talent that's Absolutely. also coming on that team. Yeah. Um, and, you know, DeMar's, and Milwaukee, Milwaukee as well. And DeMar's getting older. Kyle's getting older. They're both going to be in their 30s. Like, Kyle's already 32. Yeah. Um, like, you don't have. I don't. Like, there's not a championship on the horizon for this team at all. No. At and, all. And it's not like the NHL where you can. You know, you can. You can make the playoffs, and if you're really good at drafting, you can actually come away with a few good players, even if you're drafting in the twenties. Oh. You're not. You're not going to. You're not going to rebuild on the fly while still making the playoffs by drafting Pascal Siakam. I'm sorry, he's a nice player, but he's not putting any team over the top here. No, they're not. It's really hard to see where this team's going. Like any time in the next five, ten years, I don't really see the game plan here. To, I don't see the path to a championship at all. You know what sucks for Toronto? And it, it really sucks, is that they picked first overall twice. Okay. And was, so it was Vince Carter and Chris Bosch. Um. No, they they picked um, they picked uh, Bargnani first. Oh, Bargnani, that's right. Oh. And, oh, I'm sorry. I thought Balanchunas was a uh, first overall, but he was a fifth overall. What was uh, Vince? But still, I Vince was down. Like I'm pretty sure he was down. Like in the after five. Really? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you get... Think think about that the way NBA teams build their teams. It's with those first, second... It's with those top five picks. Yeah. And, you know, the Raptors have at least two in the last ten years that really didn't turn out to be top five pick material, which is too bad. You know, it re- that Bargnani year was just probably the worst draft year of all time. Um, they maybe could have drafted somebody better than Valanciunas, but... Just sucks for them. We should tank this year so we could draft that uh, Canadian kid. He's supposed to go first overall. Yeah. I just saw him. I, uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else for the for the audience there, Timmy? No, I'm done saying stuff for now. Yeah, my throat's kind of dry. Yeah, well, anyways, uh, we're going to try to do this a little more regularly now. It's been a while since the last one, so uh, hopefully we'll talk to you next week. Um... Yeah, I'm good to go. You good to go? Yeah. Uh, listen to uh, listen to us there on uh, SoundCloud. Just search the sports room. Download the app. Makes it nice and easy to listen to uh, in your car while you're driving to work, driving home from work. Maybe you don't like what's on the radio between 12 and 1 o'clock. And, if you, and you can put this on. And if you want us to talk about anything, just ask us. Yeah, absolutely. We should. You know what we should try to do? is we should try to have some fans call in. I'd do that. Yeah. Someone call us next week. Call us. Well, we'll, 
since it's a podcast, we'll have to arrange it. But we could make it feel live. Okay. All right. Talk to you later. Bye.